0: Welcome to the College Football Bros. I'm Michael Newman. I'm Ryan Newman.
1: And I'm Trey Newman.
0: Okay, so there seem to be two pretty clear tiers at the top of the ACC. You've got Clemson, of course, in a tier of their own, and then two teams in that second tier, which brings us to our question, question number 17 of our 2021 College Football Preview Series. Is North Carolina or Miami the biggest threat to Clemson in the ACC? So let's start by breaking down... Miami
2: and Ryan, what do you think of their offense? It's uh, there's a lot to like uh, about what Miami has got coming back uh, this year on offense. If it wasn't for Derek King's torn ACL at the very end of last year in the bowl game, um, I'd be very, very, very high, uh, still really high, but that's a concern considering he might just might not be a hundred percent to start the year. Um, who knows? Who knows how we will recover. Hopefully, hopefully he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but outside of that, I mean, they they lose Brevin Jordan, a really good tight end, but they got a a good one backing him up. So Mallory was going to step in and do really, really well for him. So other than that, that's it. You know, they got everybody else coming back. Three solid receivers return, and they bring in a transfer, Charleston Rambo from OU. Played a lot there, did well. Um, So King is going to have a lot of good options to throw to. I like the running back and Cameron Harris. I'm, I, you know, it's going to be a good offense. I, they impressed me last year. Rhett, Rhett Lashley did a good job. Derek King, of course, we were high on, did well. So it's hard not to be excited. Yeah.
1: And that's the key. I mean, having a full season of gelling with his weapons, and I'm talking about Derek King, with his weapons in that Rhett Lashley system, there's no reason that this offense can't be good or, uh, yeah, they were good last year. There's no reason they can't improve. I mean, they finished the year in the upper third of, uh, the country in most offensive metrics, considering that the year before under Dan Eno's system, they were pretty dreadful. So that was a very encouraging sign for Miami fans uh, in year one of, of Lashley's system. And then, you know, you mentioned Rambo. That's going to be really important because on the opposite side, you got one of Miami's all-time best receivers and Mike Harley. I think opening it up um, for either side so they can't key in on one is, is only going to help Derek King. Uh, The the historical issue with Miami has been their offensive line, but they took a leap last year, uh, and maybe the most important player on the team this year is Zion Nelson. He's the left tackle to protect King. He might be a little, you know, not 100% in those first couple games, so having him protected can only help um, because last year that offensive line made big improvements, and it should be this year. Yeah, and they're bringing Navon Donaldson back at
0: guard who was out for – most of last year pretty much all of last year with injury so i like the offensive kings healthy the defense was exposed in a few games last year it did not yeah. play well against the best offenses they faced and manny diaz officially takes over as as defensive coordinator so hopefully that'll help things the good news is that 16 of the top 18 players in terms of snaps are back uh from last season The bad news is the two that are gone are Jalen Phillips and Quincy Rocher, the two defensive ends who combined for 30 tackles for loss and 12 and a half sacks. So that hurts, but still a lot of production back. Um, They also, you know, D-line should still be good. They add DeAndre Johnson, a transfer from Tennessee as a pass rusher. The secondary is very deep. Adding Tyreek Stevenson from Georgia was a gift. He was going to be one of Georgia's best corners. So that's huge. Uh, Bubba Bolden leads a good group of safeties. I think it should be a good defense, um, especially if the front seven can just get a little better against the run, or a lot better, and um, some of those young defensive ends step up, which you would expect. Like, Manny Diaz develops defensive ends like
2: crazy there. So,
0: yeah, I I think it should be solid defense.
2: Yep, I'm with you. We're talking about those defensive ends you're mentioning. I think Jafari Harvey could kind of be that one of those guys that steps up on that edge and provides a good pass rush. So, um, but I like the interior too. I mean, you were kind of mentioning that, but a little struggle, maybe a tiny bit against the run. Um, But Nesta Jade, Silvera and Jonathan Ford, they're both back. I like them. So, and then Gilbert Frierson on kind of that hybrid kind of role. I think he could kind of be a breakout playmaker for them. So there's a lot to like as far as what they do have coming back. Um, I know the year was disappointing and they didn't play well against the good teams, but they weren't bad overall. Like this wasn't a no. bad defense. It just it was a drop off from the previous couple of years that they've had for sure. But I think they'll get back to that a little bit this year. I don't know if they'll be quite the elite where they were in 2019, but uh, I think they'll be closer to that than they were in 2020.
1: Yeah. So that kind of leads us to their their schedule, and it's about as difficult as it comes uh, in the non conference. They they play Alabama to open the season. And then they they host App State, who we know is no slouch. Uh, Week three, it lets up a little bit, but they still have to play Michigan State. But uh, as far as their goals within the ACC, the schedule is a little bit more manageable. They avoid Clemson, which, of course, is huge. They also get, I think, three of their toughest games at home in NC State, Virginia, and Virginia Tech. I, I should caveat that. They do have to play at North Carolina yeah. uh, in mid-October. And that, that game, of course, could decide the Coastal. But overall, the schedule sets up decently for them in the conference. Yeah, and for that
0: North Carolina game, they do get a bye before it, so that helps with that probably I'm being sure. the game of the year in the in the Coastal. Yeah. All right, well, let's move on to the other contender, North Carolina. And, uh, you know, we'll start with their offense. And Sam Howell, of course, maybe the best quarterback in the country. But this is just kind of an interesting group to predict because Howell is going to be without his top four weapons from 2020, um, you know, 2,000-yard rushers and and his top two receivers. So at running back, they brought in Ty Chandler from Tennessee as a transfer to bolster that group. So that's a big help. And at receiver, I think they should be fine, too. Bo Corrales was on pace for a very good year last year before he got hurt. He's back. Um, Khafre Brown was good as a deep threat. He's Deami Brown's little brother. Uh, so he could he could break out and the guy who i think is the biggest breakout candidate josh downs was a true freshman last year top 100 recruit and in the orange bowl he put up like 91 yards and two touchdowns had a big game so it's it's tough i mean those are some big weapons that they lost to the nfl but you you would think with how they'll still be great
2: yeah because those that's it because they return the entire offensive line you know, so the the protection is going to be better. the The ground game, while those running backs are good. They're going to have probably a little bit bigger holes with the 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 combined experience that they have in, among the old line. They have 112 starts coming back along that offense. That's an insanely high number. So the experience is there. I trust Sam Howell, and I think those wide receivers are going to be good. So I'm not worried about this offense whatsoever. I think it's going to be neck and neck, maybe a touch behind Clemson as far as you know, top of offense in the in the conference. Yeah. All right, how about the defense, Trey?
1: Yeah, and that offense that you guys just talked about, that has really helped mask the defense because defensive coordinator Jay Bateman, he really needs a big year because that offense might not be at the same heights it's been in the last couple seasons, and this defense hasn't been that great. They were 53rd in SP Plus defense last year. They lose a a major impact player like Chaz Surratt. Um, But with that being said, there's a lot of production that returns corner storm duck didn't play much last year due to injury his return should help especially since he, on the opposite corner you had tony grimes he had a great freshman season um, the thing with the defense is they need more takeaways and more tackles for loss because last year they were in the bottom in those two categories of at least of the acc and um, also the red zone defense can be kind of random but that wasn't good so that needs to improve this year but mac one thing mac brown has done is he's addressed the the size and the agility of the line and he he's really made an effort on that in the his first few recruiting classes and they think it's going to pay dividends he even said this off season that he's he likes that position he thinks they're they're as deep as if, if they've ever been so i don't think the defense can regress but how big of a step can they take forward is the big question
2: yeah, I'll agree with that. Um, but I do think they have some playmakers there. I, I like. I think the corners in the secondary are going to be pretty darn good. You said Storm Duck, Tony Grimes. That's a really good duo. You know, a third guy who play a lot of nickel will be Kyler McMichael, who played pretty darn well for them last year at times as well. So those three guys in the secondary are really stable. Um, Miles Murphy. I'm looking forward to a big jump from him. Uh, he was a big recruit out of the 2020 class, four star. Not to be confused from the Miles Murphy from. Clemson <laughs> uh but he's 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 gonna be a good player as well so they do lose chest right like you said but Eugene Asante he was a big recruit a couple years back too he was kind of waiting in the wing so I think he's gonna do a pretty good job filling in for him overall I think this group will get a little bit better um I, I don't think they're gonna be a lead or anything like you said uh but they don't need to be I think they're gonna have such a good offense that if they just make a solid improvement that's gonna be enough to really be a uh, maybe a uh you know p- playoff not playoff but uh New maybe, year's six. maybe so i was thinking maybe. more i was thinking more new year's six type
0: i mean i think i think that defense is going to take a i think it'll take a pretty big jump forward just with the recruiting stacking up getting storm duck back i'm pretty optimistic i know they were yeah i don't think they're gonna be great but i think they could be pretty good uh but let's get to the schedule and you know it starts off with a tricky one at virginia tech and yeah. friday night that's a friday night game to to start the season so if they get by that then they've got a great chance to start out six and zero because the schedule lets up a little bit, and that'll lead them into their game against Miami. That that game at home, which you know, of course, we brought up, might decide the coastal. Um, they also avoid Clemson, just like Miami, so that's nice. They do have a couple of tricky non-conference games. They they draw at Notre Dame and. They play against Wake Forest, which yeah. is odd that Wake Forest is a non-conference is game. Is the but
2: second time they've done that recently?
0: Yeah. I don't know if it was the same two teams, but that's that happens sometimes yeah. in the ACC. Weird. Yeah. But yeah, overall, it's not an easy schedule, but it's, it's manageable. I agree with that. Yep. All right. Are we ready to get to the final question then? Is North Carolina or Miami the biggest threat to Clemson in the ACC? What do you think, Ryan? Which one?
2: I am going to go with North Carolina. Um, okay. mainly because you know, both North Carolina and Miami are behind, well, no doubt about it, Clemson. Uh, but I think North Carolina has the highest upside uh, with Sam Howell. If those those uh, playmakers on the outside, uh, running backs and wide receivers for Howell step up and kind of at least don't have too too huge of a drop off. Then it's going to be an elite offense, and Sam Howell can take them to heights that I don't know that Miami can reach. Um, and the defenses, I think they're going to be pretty even. I got to be honest with you this year. I think Miami's is going to get better. They were both they weren't too far different from each other last year. Um, but I, I think North Carolina's actually might be a tiny bit even better this year. So, but I just trust Sam Howell more in that offense. I mean, if I that's you know, the case,
0: if if Carolina's defense is as good as Miami, that's
2: that's a big check in
0: North Carolina's favor.
1: Yeah, I think it'll be pretty close. Yeah, I'm not gonna call for it like that, but I will say I'm gonna lean North Carolina uh, mainly because they the, these two play in Chapel Hill. North Carolina just put up 62 on Miami last year when they when they played. But when I look at these two teams, I'm kind of deciding between can Miami overcome the reshuffling of the defensive coaching staff and losing their pass rushers. Versus, can North Carolina's offense not regress much with the loss of their, their key wideouts and running backs? Um, and the way I answer it is, I think Miami's offense should be legit, but I do, I just think offensive coordinator Phil Longo on North Carolina, I trust him to help overcome those losses in the personnel. And I just think that them combined with, with uh, Sam Howell uh, is, is the reason I'm, I'm taking them over Miami in this case. Yeah, that's fair.
0: I mean, this was a very tough choice. And you brought up last year that obviously North Carolina was ahead of Miami when they played very much ahead. I think I don't think realistically they were really that much better than no. than Miami. But uh, I think it's closer this year because Miami's number one in the ACC in returning production. But... Yeah, I just trust Sam Howell a little bit more. We know he's healthy, of course. Whereas De'Aaron yeah, King, that's the thing too. Still a, a little bit of a question mark there. So, and I just I don't know. I have faith in Jay Bateman with another year, with all this talent, uh, the the young talent getting older on the defensive line. Storm
1: Duck back. So, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty might, high in North might Carolina. They might not get as they won't get up uh, as beat up in the non conference as maybe Miami will, having to play a tough non conference slate. Could be true. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for checking out this episode of the College
0: Football Bros. Uh, If you're a subscriber on YouTube, turn on notifications so that uh, it'll let you know every time we post a new episode. And we will be back tomorrow talking about the dark horses in the ACC. So we'll talk to you then.
2: You've been listening to the College Football Bros. If you have any questions for the next podcast, email them to collegefootballbros at gmail.com. Keep up with the brothers on social media, like them on Facebook at college football bros, follow them on Instagram at college football bros, and for their commentary on Saturdays, follow them on Twitter at CFB bros. Thanks for listening.